0: Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's actually exactly 7.30, April 30th, 2021. Welcome back to the 4th Horseman Podcast. Now, today we're going to be getting into a bit of, I guess, more sensitive, more introspective stuff. I was sitting and just kind of chilling out for right now. I'm in the middle of finals, and I looked at the date. And I realized that tomorrow was May 1st and I realized that it had been an entire year since I buried my mother after she contracted and unfortunately passed away from COVID-19 last year while we were all still pretty much trying to figure out the situation and the pandemic and how to adjust to a new way of living. And I kind of just want to take a moment on this Friday, a year later to the date, to simply reflect on what I've learned, what I've still yet to figure out, and how the whole experience has affected me overall. All I can remember is receiving news someday in April, I believe it was around April, I want to say 24th, 25th, when I was told that my mother, who was staying at a nursing home, contracted COVID 19, uh, supposedly from somebody bringing it to her from the outside, of course. Just to give you some background on my mother's situation, she was in a vegetative state. Um, not able to communicate on her own for many many years and there's no way for her to contract the virus on her own free will if she's going to catch COVID-19 it's going to be transferred to her by somebody else and unfortunately that had been not only the case for her but many other residents of many other nursing homes all across the world Um, I didn't realize that at the time, but I, you know, I thought that more attention needed to be put on these facilities to try to spread more awareness that there are certain people within the population that are going to certainly be more susceptible to this virus that we still at that time had known very little about there had been no vaccines um the fear at that time since it had only been april and it had only been a month since the cdc declared it as a global pandemic many people were still trying to figure their lives out they were trying to figure out how they were going to go about their day-to-day lives they were you know that's when the whole toilet paper crisis thing was going on and people were fear-mongering and all this other stuff, and it was a genuine, like, state of confusion and chaos for the whole world, and I was dealing with losing someone who, you know, I had been, you know, accustomed to being able to go see throughout most of my life, and, you know, all of a sudden, I can't Go see this person anymore. Number one, because you we weren't allowed to visit people in the nursing homes anyway during the pandemic at that time, once the CDC declared it as a global pandemic. And number two, because she had COVID-19, I would not only be putting myself at risk, I would also be potentially putting other members of my household at risk by going and then coming back Uh, Even if I were to quarantine on my own. So the concern about COVID was still very real for me at the time. Um, We had known nothing. We didn't have the knowledge that we have now. Um, And it was really the calm before the storm. That transition period between April of 2020 into May, which came with a whole slew of different things. May of 2020 was when George Floyd was killed in the custody of the Minneapolis Police Department by Derek Chauvin and three of his his whatever you want to call them. And then the whole it seemed like for me at least between April thirtieth, which was the day I buried my mother, and I. I I can't make this up. I quite literally watched her casket being lowered into the ground. And I'm going to get back into that in a minute. And like talk about the whole experience. But like that whole time period between April 30th. And somewhere in May when the whole situation happened in Minnesota. And the rioting in the looting and the constant media coverage and everything else it just felt like in my mind it kind of felt like the world was coming to an end if I'm being completely honest and I'm so thankful that I have learned to cope now a year later and I have a much better understanding of a few things. Number one, I understand very well how people function. What do I mean by that? When my mother caught COVID 19 at the nursing home she was staying at, there was no transparency, there was no communication with the family um, besides telling us that she caught COVID 19. When I called and asked to speak with supervisors and members of, their, members of their staff, I was told that no one was available to take any sort of calls or give any sort of comments on what was going on. So I took to social media and used my Twitter account and basically talked about the situation and t- I believe I tweeted at Fox 5... Uh, CBS, uh, and a few other networks, and lo and behold, I receive a reply from a Fox 5 reporter by the name of Stephanie Ramirez, who was a reporter for Fox 5, and she covered the story. So, my story of, you know, becoming so distraught and torn up after just hearing about my mother catching COVID and knowing that the members of the administration at these facilities were not being transparent. They were not giving any sort of data or statistics. There was no contact tracing at this point. It had yet to be developed. The virus at this point had quite simply become a, a, a like a, a wildfire. Uh, That no one could contain or manage or put out. There was no way that we would understand who was infected. Um, The testing at this time hadn't even been developed. I remember waiting on them being able to develop an effective and accurate test around this time. And now... We're sitting here April 30th, 2021 and we have full vaccines and the world is planning on going back to normal for the most part this summer. So I, I feel like in the past year I've been through like a whole cycle of life, like watching the world quite simply fall apart and I've witness myself coping with that. I've witnessed other people coping with that. I've been very observant of certain behaviors that people exhibit in certain situations. And I think I've gained a lot of insight into grief, how to cope with pain, how to express resilience when it's necessary. And how to move forward from a very unfortunate and tragic situation. But it took a year. You know. It took a year of quite literally having to process the grief, the trauma, the anxiety, and the uncertainty that many people would relate to at that point in time around April in April going into May of 2020. So I'm going to take a few steps back. Fox 5 covers the story. The story of that incident where I was able to get a hold of the networks to put some eyes on this situation. Maybe to hold certain members of the administration accountable It's like, yeah, we might not have the contact tracing, but you need to be the front runners. You are responsible for these people that are in your facility. You have an obligation to them and their family to do the right thing and openly communicate with everything you know and be completely transparent. And I think that whole idea was what was the mainstay of the whole story that the network had picked up. And that was the kind of the narrative throughout the pandemic as I witnessed nursing homes in uh New York, New Jersey, uh, even down south, Florida, Georgia, all over the world, all over the country being taken over by the virus. They became hotbeds for it, especially out in California. Uh there was a place, I believe it was in Washington, was one of the first real stories covered about nursing homes being hotbeds for coronavirus. And I remember watching that um, prior to everything going on. And I was like, yeah, this is going to be a a serious issue. Um, And I think me and my distress in a very strange way kind of like spurred this awareness Uh, That this was going to become a trend throughout the pandemic. Of certain people in certain places being more susceptible and more vulnerable to the virus. And, you know, I had to learn that the hard way. And I came to know this experience the hard way. Excuse me. But I think the silver lining in that is that we have the technology and the knowledge now to be able to beat this virus and to get out of this pandemic. And I have preached a couple times. I don't like to use the word preached. Let me just retract. I've discussed the importance of us as people doing everything we can to come back together and put our world back on the state and back on the track that it was before, before this virus was unleashed into the population. And it claimed so many of the people that we cared about and it caused so much anxiety and fear and upheaval and secrecy. Um, You know, I I don't have really much to say. Maybe I'll have something more coherent and more put together in the future. I'm kind of just freestyling right now. Spitballing ideas, thoughts, whatever's on my head. Because this is the one year anniversary. It's very uh, surreal actually to think that it's been an entire year. And, uh, you know, you know, just trying to process everything I was going through at that time in terms of dealing with grief, uh, just trying to make sense of the world in the way that it was and how difficult it was because I couldn't go out and see my friends. I couldn't, you know, do my normal things that I did because I didn't know anything about this virus. I didn't know if it was you know, going to stay on my jacket when I came home and I was going to end up getting sick if I didn't wash my jacket, you know, there was all this fear. And here I was, this dumb guy who had just lost a mother to this virus, had already been concerned about losing his mother to the virus before it had happened, uh, had lived with a very real fear of the virus, just like millions of other people. And then I had to kind of come back, grieve on top of that fear. And I think living that way for a while kind of became a, a detriment to my overall well-being. And I found myself going through a bit of difficulty in coping with the pandemic and um, lockdown and things of that nature and the stay home orders. But I I, I I think, like I said, what we need to take away in all of this is the is the what 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 the positives? What are the silver linings? I learned what it means to be truly resilient. I'm not saying that I am the most resilient person. I have my moments just like every single other person on the earth. But what I will say is that, I had my moments when I really was convinced that this was the world coming to an end and this was a sign of the times. Uh, The end times is told, uh, I can only speak for myself, Christian faith, and say that this was the sign of Jesus about to make his return to earth. And maybe it still is, who knows? I'm not going to get into all of that. But I was convinced that the world was basically on a downward trajectory. And that thought in my head while I was grieving kind of instilled this really terrifying sense of panic. It almost caused me to have an existential crisis. You know, because I was thinking about my life. I was like, what am I going to do? I'm only 20 years old. The world is falling apart. People around me are dying. I can't do anything. All of the things that I usually could do, I can't do now. I felt like, for the first time in my life, I can say this honestly now, I felt like I had no power whatsoever to do anything. I felt like I had no control over anything. I felt like everything was at, The mercy of this virus. I felt like nothing was certain. Nothing. I couldn't make sense of anything. But over time. Of just going through the motions quite honestly. And and having moments where things were just not the best. I picked myself, myself up. I looked towards the positives, talking to my friends, getting out when we were finally able to, and realizing that even though I had witnessed so much tragedy, even though I had witnessed my fair share of hardship. There was still life to be lived. There were still opportunities. In store for me. And that things. Could get better. In this mentality. this, This thought process. It started. A couple months after I lost my mother. Believe it or not. In a very strange way. My mother catching the coronavirus and passing away from it in the way that she did was kind of the the, the spark, the, the jumpstart I needed to wake myself up into an appreciation for my life and what I had and simple things that I probably took for granted every day. Before I was told I couldn't go out and do things and I couldn't go see people and I couldn't do this and do that. And it woke up this side of me that was just so appreciative and grateful to have breath in my body. And it was the most powerful, like, experience. That I've probably ever been through it was the most difficult and the most eye-opening thing I've I've been through in my entire life Um, You know I it just it was you know, you have your troughs and your peaks in many journeys in life You know those troughs are rough and they're bumpy and they're dark sometimes and you know, I was there. I've been through many of them but I've always climbed out to find the peak and I think you know this whole experience like I said has just made me a stronger person if I'm being honest it's made me more grateful more appreciative and it's 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 made me appreciate the memory you know I used to be so torn up about never seeing certain people again and knowing that that is how my life was going to be until I I died and now I can just look at how this person's legacy is what this person meant to me what this person stood for and I can use that to build a life or set a foundation For a life of my own. And that's what. Refutes. And negates that voice in my head. Earlier on in the pandemic. That told me that. This was it for us. So I don't know. If this is like coincidental. Or whatever. I don't know what prompted me to really sit down and talk about this. I do. It's the anniversary as I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast. But I just want to let. Y'all know that I've been there. I've been through some shit. I've gone through some shit. I'm still going through some shit. But I can tell you that it does get better. It really, really does. And this is coming from somebody who would have told you to go to hell pretty much if you told that to me. Um... So, I hope that you can take that message of encouragement and positivity and just be able to take my story at least and understand that there are people out here that have struggled. There are people out here that have gone through really hard times and they've made it out the other side by the grace of God. And anyone that thinks that, you know, they can't cope with life going back to normal or whatever or they can't go back to living after they've lost somebody that they care about just know that there is so much more to the pain that you're feeling right now it is so transient it is so it it's it's not temporary but it it's not forever either and i think that is the main takeaway from this whole experience that things do get better and that even after the storm passes, we can all come together. At least we individually can come together and be grateful and learn to heal. And I think that's just where I'll leave you. I think that's honestly what I feel like I'm supposed to, oddly enough, give you and leave you with right now. So I'll just part with that. You all take care. Hopefully I'll be out with another episode. I really do enjoy doing these just to get things off my chest. It's around finals time. We could all use a space to vent and clear our heads. And this is what that is for me. So please, everyone be well. Take care of yourselves. And remember to be grateful for every single day of your life. Thank you. Hey, everyone. You just listened to an episode of the Fourth Horseman podcast hosted by me, Rossi Bratton. Be sure to go check out my socials, especially my Instagram and YouTube. My Instagram is rb.iv, and my YouTube channel is my name. That's R-O-S-S-I-E space b-r-a-t-t-e-n at youtube.com. Thank you once again for listening, and be sure to check out all of the other content we have here on this page on Spotify. And be sure to follow us as well, and I'll be making sure to drop as many tracks and episodes as I can as my semester comes to a close. Thank you once again, and take care.